Today I want to speak about angels. And there's a little angel here in the front row called Yasmin. Months after months of waiting, is making her first Holy Communion today. Um, but she's not the kind of angel I'm going to speak about. So this coming week, we celebrate two feasts uh, of angels. Tuesday is the Solemnity of the Great Archangels Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. And Friday is the Memorial of our Holy Guardian Angels. And I encourage you to commend yourselves and your families and, your, and this parish, the church, our country, to the protection, particularly of St. Michael, whose name means who is like God, and who contended with Satan and all his angels in the, as we read in the book of the Apocalypse. And it's very clear that the devil is very active in our country at, the, at this time, as the fight for the sanctity of life demonstrates. In the book of the Apocalypse, we read how Satan waited for the pregnant woman to give birth so that he might devour the child even after it was born. And the devil wants the dismemberment of babies in the womb to continue. It is a form of child sacrifice, much like that that used to occur among the Aztecs and other tribes on the American continent before the Christian missionaries arrived from Europe. The devil wishes to destroy marriage and to deny our freedom to uphold the marriage, uphold marriage as a union exclusively between a man and a woman, ordered precisely towards the procreation of little children. The devil further aims at the corruption of children once born, teaching them that they can reject the God-given gift of being male or female, and that they can defy their parents in this and in other regards. The devil makes the Catholic Church his particular enemy by physical attacks on church buildings. Just last week, um, I saw news of Incarnation Church in Tampa, Florida. Someone broke in and spread gasoline over the pews and set, set it alight. Um, yesterday, St. Peter Catholic Aldean Catholic Cathedral in San Diego, California, was daubed with graffiti, um, upside-down crosses, pentagrams, uh, Nazi symbols, BLM, uh, and other, um, other kinds of graffiti. We also have what's going on the destruction of, of the statues of the Church's heroic saints, the desecration of the Holy Eucharist at an increasing rate, and particularly insidiously, the sowing of division and confusion among Christians concerning what is true and good and beautiful. And you've heard me say before about that BLM movement, Black Lives Matter, as an example, that it has been proven, including by the admission of its Marxist founders, to be a satanic movement involving witches, covens, and spells. But whatever happens in the world, let us pray that St. Michael will protect all of us from tolerating or cooperating in the promotion of these evils, whether actively or by omission. That he will protect our children, our families, our parish, our church. Let us commend ourselves to the protection of our own guardian angels. The word angel means messenger. And your guardian angel has a message for you. 
Be attentive to what he wishes to tell you, for he is always in the presence of God our Heavenly Father, and his message for you comes from God. Angels are similar to men in many ways, but in many ways they are different. Like us, angels were created. Like us, they have intellect and will. That is that they can know things and they are free. Like us, they can be good or they can be bad. Like us, they can say to God, Serve am, I will serve, I will obey. Or they can say to God, Non-serve I will not serve, I will not obey. But of course, in some important ways, they are different from us. Whereas they are pure spirits, we are both spirit and matter. St. Thomas Aquinas, known by the Church as the Angelic Doctor, studied the matter of angels in great depth, and he teaches that the devil sinned at once after the first instant of creation. The devil, like all the angels, was created in grace, and had freedom. But an angel's first act determines his choice for good or evil. St. Thomas Aquinas says, an angel has inflexible free will after one's choosing. Consequently, if after the first instant in which he had a natural movement to good, he had not placed a bit of barrier to the attitude, he would have been confirmed in good. But, the devil did place a barrier to the attitude by overriding his natural tendency to good and choosing evil, and so is confirmed in that freedom, in that free decision for evil for all eternity. See, once an angel has chosen good or evil, he cannot change his mind. There is no possibility of conversion for a fallen angel. Saint Thomas teaches that the devil's decision not to obey God was motivated by pride. Satan, he says, was the highest of all the angels. As Pope St. Gregory the Great says, the chief angel who sinned, being set over all the hosts of angels, surpassed them in brightness, and was, in, and was by comparison the most illustrious among them. Hence he has the name Lucifer, light. The higher angels should have been less likely to sin than the lower ones. Instead, the very excellence of the highest of the angels was the motive for their pride, and this became the demon's sin. The sin of Satan, along with that of the other angels who fell with him, did not come from any proneness to sin, but a free choice alone, a free choice of not serving and obeying God. Now, if we turn to, to the, today's Gospel, and the prophecy from Ezekiel, of course, uh, you know, paves the way for today's Gospel, we read how one son replies to his father, I will not go and work in the vineyard. But he changes his mind and goes to work. The other replies, I will, but does not go. And of course, it is the first to obey the father's will, even though at first he, he said he wouldn't do so. In this respect, we are unlike the angels, whose will, once exercised towards good or evil, is forever determined in that choice. For we live in time, and we have the possibility of conversion. The fallen angels do not. There are those who are members of the household of the faith, fellow Catholics, with God as their father, who rebel against God, 
they say, not Serbia, I will not. Perhaps friends and family or fellow parishioners act like good angels to them, messengers with reasons for conversion and encourage them once again to obey their father. They might have done terrible things, but like the tax collectors and prostitutes of Jesus' day, who heard John the Baptist's preaching of repentance and righteousness, at some point in their lives they come to their senses, they give their lives back to Christ, and they are among those who will enter the kingdom of God. On the other hand, there are those of the household of the faith, fellow Catholics, who make a show of their membership of the Catholic Church. In this sense, they say, yes, sir, to the father when asked to go into the vineyard. But instead, they work to corrupt the vineyard with stances such as personally opposed, but upholding the right to abortion. And in fact, many of them move even further, especially promoting. Even though angels, messengers like John the Baptist, who could be bishops, priests, other Christians, point out the error of their ways, the words that Jesus addresses to the chief priests and elders apply to them. Even when you saw that, the conversion of others, you did not raise a change in minds and believe them. And if they die in this state, their wills are fixed against God for all eternity, and they cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. There is no conversion after death. Many who were once disobedient children of the Father, such as the former Planned Parenthood Clinic Director Abby Johnson, have converted and are now among the most heroic laborers for the sanctity of life in the vineyard of the Church and the world. May the powerful protection and intercession of the Archangels and our Guardian Angels lead us to ever greater conformity to the will of our Heavenly Father. And may we be messengers of God's mercy to all who are in need of conversion. After preparing my homily yesterday, I prayed Vespers, uh, first Vespers of the Sunday, which I use the traditional um, breviary, which follows the traditional, more of the old calendar, and found that the collect that would have been, that is used today, the 17th Sunday after Pentecost, in the traditional Latin Mass is as follows. And I think it's very uh, appropriate. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord, the grace for your people to avoid the contagious errors of the devil and to follow you, our only God, in sincerity of heart. And I would add, in addition to the archangels and our guardian angel, you need holy water. And as we don't have holy water available as you enter the church, make sure you get holy water from the canister which is at the back of the church by Our Lady of Guadalupe. Use it in your homes, when you go to bed at night, in your car, as I mentioned in the bulletin. And with October coming up, this is your other protection from the evil one, the rosary. Make sure these are parts of your life. La próxima semana celebramos dos fiestas de ángeles. La martes es la solemnidad de los grandes arcángeles Miguel, Gabriel y Rafael. Y el viernes es el memorial de los ángeles custodios. San Miguel, cuyo nombre significa el que es como Dios, luchó con Satanás en el libro del Apocalipsis. Y el diablo es muy activo en nuestro país, como lo demuestra la lucha por la santidad de la vida. Esperó Satanás a que la mujer embarazada en el libro del Apocalipsis diera a luz para poder devorar al niño, 
incluso después de que nacía. El diablo quiere que continúe el desmembramiento de bebés en el vientre materno. Es una forma de sacrificio de niños muy similar a lo que solía ocurrir entre los aztecas y otros tribus del continente americano antes de que llegaran los misioneros cristianos de Europa. Debido a su posición sobre el aborto, la familia y la sexualidad humana, el diablo convierte a la Iglesia Católica en, en su enemigo particular, mediante ataques físicos a los edificios de la Iglesia, la destrucción de las estatuas de sus heroicos santos, la profanación de la Sagrada Eucaristía, y más insidiosamente sembrando división y confusión entre los cristianos acerca de lo que es verdadero, bueno y bello. Pase lo que pase en el mundo, oremos para que San Miguel nos proteja a todos de tolerar o cooperar en la promoción de estos males, ya sea de forma activa o por emisión, para que proteja a nuestros niños, nuestros, nuestras familias, nuestra parroquia, nuestra iglesia. La, la palabra ángel significa mensajero. Tu ángel custodio tiene un mensaje para ti. Esté atento a lo que quiere decirte, porque su mensaje viene de Dios. Como nosotros, los ángeles fueron creados, tienen intelecto y voluntad, son libres de elegir el bien o el mal, de obede obedecer y poder desobedecer a Dios. Pero una vez que un ángel ha elegido el bien o el mal, no puede cambiar. No hay posibilidad de conversión para un ángel caído. Santo Tomás de Aquino enseña que la decisión del diablo de no obedecer a Dios fue motivada por el orgullo. Satanás era el más excelente de todos los ángeles. Y fue su misma excelencia el motivo del orgullo que se convirtió en el pecado del demonio. Hizo la libre elección de no servir y de desobedecer a Dios. Volviendo al Evangelio de hoy, un hijo le responde a su padre, no quiero ir a trabajar en la viña, pero se arrepintió y fue. El otro responde, ya voy, pero no va. Claramente el primero obedeció la voluntad del Padre, aunque al principio dijo que no lo haría. A diferencia de los ángeles, tenemos la posibilidad de convertirnos. Hay quienes son miembros de la familia de la fe, compañeros católicos, con Dios como Padre, que se rebelan contra Dios. Dicen, no voy. Es posible que hayan hecho cosas terribles, pero como los publicanos y las prostitutas de la época de Jesús, que escucharon la predicación de Juan el Bautista, el Bautista sobre el arrepentimiento y la justicia, vuelven en sí, devuelven sus vidas a Cristo y se encuentran entre los que entrarán en el reino de Dios. Hay otros miembros de la Iglesia de la Fe, compañeros católicos, que hacen una demostración de su pertenencia a la Iglesia Católica. En este sentido le dicen, ya voy Señor, al Padre, cuando les, se les pide que vayan a la viña. Pero en cambio trabajan para corromper la viña. 
con posturas, con posturas como personalmente opuesto, pero defiendo el derecho al aborto. Si bien ángeles, mensajeros como Juan el Bautista, Juan el Bautista señalan el error de sus caminos, las palabras que Jesús dirigió a los principales sacerdotes y ancianos se aplican a ellos. No han arrepentido ni han creído en él, hablando de Juan el Bautista. Y si mueren en este estado, sus voluntades se fijan contra Dios por toda la eternidad y no pueden entrar al reino de los cielos. No hay conversión después de la muerte. Muchos que algunos pues fueron hijos desobedientes del Padre, como la exdirectora de la clínica Planned Parenthood, Abby Johnson, se han convertido y ahora se encuentran entre los obreros más heroicos por la santidad de la vida en la línea de la Iglesia y del mundo. Que la poderosa protección e intercesión de los ángeles y nuestros ángeles custodios nos lleve a una conformidad cada vez más mayor a la voluntad de nuestro Padre Celestial. Y que seamos mensajeros de la misericordia de Dios para todos los que necesitan conversión. Después de preparar mi homilía ayer, deseé las primeras vísperas por este domingo en la forma tradicional y descubrí que la, la oración era esta para el décimo séptimo domingo después de Pentecostés, hoy eh, en, en, la, en la misa tradicional en latín. Y me parece que es muy apropiado. Concede, Señor, a tu pueblo santo evitar el contagio del espíritu diabólico, para que te sirve a ti, único, único Dios, con el corazón de ti. Y les recomiendo agua bendita como otra forma de protección. Uh, esta, la agua bendita está ahí uh, junto con nuestra madre de Guadalupe y el rosario. En, este, en el mes de octubre está por comenzar. Uh, asegurar que verse juntos en familia con el rosario.